0: I'm Sven, I'm Britt. And we are the creators of Cozy Light Talk, created to share our stories and our experiences
1: of life. We hope you join us on this journey of growth,
0: of creation, of excitement, of good feels, and of self-discovery while we learn and unlearn. Our hope is that you are inspired to do the same. Cozy Up for Light Talk. Hey you guys, we're back and we have a special guest with us, Mr. Chris, who is a therapist. So, um, let's get straight into it. So Chris, first of all, thank you for being
1: here with us. Yes, we appreciate it. Um, I... I wanted to talk about um, mental health because I know it's something that everyone has kind of been dealing with this year, Mm -hmm. um, along with dealing with it maybe on a personal level, like maybe family or friends that are going through that. So what would you say the biggest misconception about mental health is?
2: Okay, um, first and foremost, hello, y'all. Again, um, I am Mr. Chris. Christopher Nixon, therapist. Um and just to answer your question, um, you know, one of the biggest misconceptions about mental health is that, especially in certain communities, particularly black communities, is that we don't need it. And Ooh. um, you know, and it's and not it's not really worth our time or it's not something that's of value to us. And I think one of the real misconceptions of that is because, I mean, just simply, it's very difficult for us to trust uh, outside uh, resources, um even though it's very easy for us to accept help from, you know, governmental resources or uh, be aligned with community resources and things like that. Uh, we could see that benefit. We want that benefit. We want that help. But when it comes to just personally getting help for our own mental state and our state of mind, nobody wants to be considered crazy. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. that's that's that's, that's, it. Biggest <coughs> that's like the the biggest
2: part, I think. Yeah, nobody nobody wants to be considered crazy. Nobody wants to be feel like they're less than. And you know, when you're kings and queens authentically in your own reality, and you want control of your own Wait a reality, minute. say that again. When you're kings and queens authentically in your own reality, oh. and you want control of that <laughs> reality, it's hard to create that level of. uh Unselfishness or humble yourself to say to someone "I need help,
0: yeah,
2: and um, that's really like the biggest misconception is that you know it's like you have to weaken yourself to say, "I need help, but I mean we've been family from the jump, mm-hmm. so it's like we this always need we always needed each other, so yeah. um when you realize that there are some physicians out there or people who are um you know licensed or trained to do really good services, whether they be Uh, licensed professional therapist or uh, life coaches because there are some really good life coaches out there. Um, When you learn there's people available to help you, there's resources available, you can see that, you know, just humbling yourself to a point where I can take on someone else's perspective to where to bless my life is a huge deal and it's Mm -hmm. not that difficult to do. And it's actually a benefit for you and not a weakness. It can actually strengthen you to understand whatever component of your life that you might be missing. Questions that you've had about your own self that you haven't really like tapped into yet. It gives you that, that greater insight. And some, a lot of us, everyone, including myself, I always need insight. I need a direction. I need a purpose. I need to be, stay atta- stay attached to that. And the only way to do that is to be intertwine yourself in relationships. Higher, higher relationships, a sense of alignment, a sense of meaningfulness, um, and it only other people can bring that to you. So when you align yourself with good people, somebody told me this recently, um, when you align yourself with good people, then you take on the impressions of other people that are good, and they they are worthwhile and meaningful, and you're able to add that to your, rep- rep- your repertoire of uh, being your best self and create something better for you
0: yeah Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> wow so yeah i mean those were so many good points like you know um going back to like us thinking like that we just like crazy um when it comes to mental health you know and it's so important that we understand um the things that we are going through or experiencing um And that it is help, you know, it's not something that you have to do, um, alone.
1: And I never looked at therapy as being more insightful because I think people think, oh, there has to be an issue going on there.
2: Well, from, from, from the way I look at that perspective is this, um, the way that Western society has framed mental health into a business, uh, and, uh, it's kind of a resource of medicine um while understanding that some of that makes sense and and is is worthy of what it is um it's just not to me it takes away some of the it, the professionalism of it takes away from some of the simplicity of it but more 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 going back to your point which I've tapped back into now it was like you never seen to some a form of insight right right um And it's always been associated with some level of mental health disorder. Nobody wants to have a disorder. And I get that. Um, Nobody wants to be perceived as, you know, you know, less than in any capacity. But the irony is, like, if I were to take a DSM 5 and look up all of your problems Mm -hmm. and look up all of your problems, Like, I'm going to find, I'm going to be able to align you Mm -hmm. very closely with one of those disorders. So it's just the way things have been constructed in order to, uh, you know, help, to be honest with you, to help financial entities and individuals or associations build a profit margin. Um, And we have to be, while while being aware of that at the same time, like, you got to understand, like, some of this stuff is reasonable. So there are kids um, and adults out here who actually are suffering from bipolar disorder. There are individuals who are suffering from depression, uh, major depression disorder. And they do need uh, the insight of a therapist, a counselor or a psychiatrist, um, someone who can help to mitigate those the issues that the problems that are being presented in their lives. Like we just need a little bit of help and um, sometimes it's worth like just going and checking out like what the opportunities are, what what especially just being honest with yourself and what you're feeling, mm-hmm. being honest with your situation and what you're going through, understanding that everything is not copacetic, everything is not um, the way you would like for it to be, so. How do I make this better? And being autonomous and taking more assertiveness towards that effort of trying to figure out, like, how do I make my life better? Am I just going to continue to do the same things? If I continue to do the same things, thinking I'm going to get a different result. Of course, mm-hmm. that's the definition of insanity. So we don't want to be insane about our process because not then. We really are crazy.
0: Mm-hmm. But at the
2: same time, if we be assertive towards our uh, desires to to see something different and we seek help and we're humble 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 enough to do that humble ourselves enough to do that then we can get good results especially with good people and there are some good people and resources out there you just have to go and find them
0: definitely you have to do the you know do the work yeah to, and there. Oh, sorry
1: there are a lot of people that are dealing with mental health alone attempting to deal with it alone and a lot of family members are trying to step in or caregivers so where do they go to find financial assistance or just overall help like where do you start because Mm -hmm. even for someone dealing with it who's choosing to deal with it alone or having family friends or whoever step in a lot of times they don't know where to go
2: absolutely um I think the first thing to do, you should do, if you're any responsible adult, I mean, the first thing you should do is check with your PCP, your primary care physician. Um, see what avenues are available to you in your area. Uh, see how how much they believe in these particular entities or individuals. And if they think that it'd be a good idea for you to s- see them. Um, usually, there's uh, your positions have alliances with other individuals or professionals who can assist you in mental health development i think if you have a certain insurance style of insurance type of insurance it covers some of those benefits so just be aware of your own insurance plans being a, uh, aware of what what opportunities are out there and available to you um, and if there are no resources available if you don't go see your pcp look inside your community resources and see who's out there mm-hmm. um you know just there may be individuals contracted to that contracting to that area um, to provide uh, sort of resources to you for mental health purposes and it doesn't have to be just uh, one-on-one individual therapy um, even though that might be very beneficial to you um, and there uh, there's several online platforms for you to get individual therapy if you need if that's something that you may need at a um, you know cost efficient or cost friendly price so you um, You know, it's just looking. It's really the being more assertive. Like you, you can find the help if you want it. Like you can go any avenue, whether it's local or, um, you know, virtual, to find the help that you need. It's just about actually wanting Mm -hmm. to get put yourself in that situation of being vulnerable enough to hear someone else out and let somebody else tell you about yourself and sit in that, and then go through your own process. That's that's the difficult part. So yeah, like.
1: what do you say to people that may have tried to get the assistance and they're they're seem they're seemingly running into roadblocks, and it just I don't know you're almost discouraged at continuing on like what would you say to those
2: people? Well, first and foremost, to someone who's actually trying and hasn't found what they're looking for yet, don't give up. that's the first thing I say don't give up um I mean. There's people out there, there's resources out there. I think um, just look more intently, ask more questions. Ask more questions to uh, the individuals around you, um, your PCPs, or go do more research, or even uh, need be. Like, you have the resource to this uh, podcast if you're out there and you're struggling and you need more resources. If you can't find anybody else, like you have Brit, you have Spin here, who can you could hit up on a... Um, Um, on a post and they could link you up with other resources including myself and we can figure it out for you and help you because we're all about i think that's what this whole podcast is about is making everything cozy and light Mm -hmm. and efficient for the ones who decide to listen so um, please do not hesitate to utilize your resources at all times you have a mental health professional here i'm here to not only for whatever area i live in which is particularly nashville tennessee but Um, I'm from the Alabama area, so, like, I mean, I know a uh, plethora of resources here and there, everywhere, so it's just, you know, just reaching out and showing that you desire to have the help, and uh, I'm pretty sure we will provide the help for you, assistance for you.
0: Yeah, it's like taking that first step, you know what I mean? Like, nobody can hear a silent cry, so you have to um, just, you know, use your resources. Yeah, Um, and...
1: And I'd say stay encouraged if you are dealing with um, a family member that has mental health. It does seem like you're just getting the runaround. So like Chris said, just stay, mm-hmm. keep going.
2: Yeah, keep pushing. <laughs> <laughs> keep pushing. Never let up. Like, Don't get discouraged to a point of depression. Depression could easily encapsulate you as something that could easily take on your mind um hopelessness is easily that's the easy way out but Mm -hmm. the hard thing is to do is the is usually the best thing to do which is to be vulnerable and continue on because but what's so beautiful about that process is that vulnerability creates strength and it and it creates it in a mighty dose and you get to look back on yourself and be like i remember that time when Mm -hmm. and you get to be like yeah i'm much better now and that's the beauty of life i think that's literally what life is about and then if you ask me that's what god is about it's like just seeing yourself in a different light seeing yourself in a point from a point of growth and stability whereas you weren't but now you are like that's the that's just the beauty of life
0: right and i want to ask you too like before we go um so you know we were talking about like not being able to um like, if you're getting a runaround and you're kind of, like, getting a dead end on, like, trying to get the help that you need, like, what do you, how do you feel about journaling? Do you feel like that's an, another avenue that a person could take to kind of get things off their mind? Because I know I do that. Yeah. And that helps That helps me tremendously because I, sometimes I feel like, you know, when you talk to people, um, you know, you might, people try to project their opinions or, you know, um, their way of thinking onto you when sometimes you might just need someone to listen and right. when you're writing you know that it's just like you know there's you just you know put getting it all out so absolutely what do you feel like how do you feel about like journaling
2: uh i feel like journaling is a magical thing to do like it's full self-expression with no judgments mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying it's a full release. Yeah. And not only do you get to write it, but you get to see it. Not only do you get to see it, but you already thought it. So you thought it, you wrote it, you see it, it, and then you read it. Mm -hmm. And so all those levels of dimensions of interpretation are coming into play when you're journaling, which tells me you're loving yourself first. And that's really what journaling is about. Like, you can't take on someone else's perspective without first seeing your own and seeing seeing yourself what you really think. And not only that, but when you journal, you might read it and you're like... Oh, my God, I'm so crazy. And you get to play with yourself, and you get to fall in love with yourself, or you create ideals for yourself. And that journaling may turn into a whole different communication mm-hmm. in a whole other regard. It's just, it's the first thing you have to do in order to self-soothe is journal or uh, talk. Some people do positive self-talk or self-talk in general. like. But right. journaling is more of a way of, like, seeing it in action. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not just thinking it and saying it, but it's putting it on paper So, now I also see it. So, it creates an aspect of vision for you. If you don't like what you wrote, by nature, you're going to automatically change what Mm -hmm. you wrote. You see what I'm saying? But if you love what you wrote by nature, that's going to become your vision. So, it's going to be something that you work and push towards. So, it's an outlet. It's a relaxation phase. It's a meditative space space or state is it's everything that you want it to be it's just all about your own inner creativity coming out on paper
0: Yeah,
1: i think self-care is so so important now would journaling be considered mindfulness because i look at mindfulness as a deeper level of self-care can you touch on that and why that would be so important in mental health
2: well, overall, in general. So, it, first, your question was, is journaling mindfulness?
1: Would it be considered... It's mm-hmm. an
2: aspect of it. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's an aspect of it. But what I like to teach mindfulness is... what I, The way I like to teach mindfulness is this. I like to teach mindfulness from a state of lack of opinion, mm-hmm. lack of thought. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, mindfulness, well, it really is mindlessness. Like, I want mm-hmm. you to stay away from your thoughts. In order to engage your full self, your full spiritual self from not just your psychological and emotional space, but also the spiritual space. And the only way to do that is to work through all of them. Mm-hmm. So when you go into a deep state of mindfulness, I like to tell people, first and foremost, close your eyes. Like, close your eyes. You can't draw on them while your eyes are closed, right? Mm-hmm. So that's the difference. That's the caveat. Yeah. But if you close your eyes during a state of mindfulness, then... The first thing that's going to come is what? A thought. A thought. <laughs> a thought. I'm looking at you like, well. <laughs> that's going to be the very first thing that comes. Yeah. So when I tell you and you're in a your state of mindfulness and I say release your thoughts, focus on your breathing. Mm-hmm. When that thought comes, thoughts are going to come. I'm I'm going to tell you that. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to say when you when you think that thought, release it to the wind and turn it into your breathing. Focus on your breathing now. So now your only thing you're focusing on is your breathing. And the process of mindfulness is, okay, he's telling me to focus on my breathing. Okay, he's telling me to focus on my breathing. I'm trying to focus on my breathing. At some point, probably within a 30 second to a minute span, you finally start surrendering to the process of focusing on your breathing Mm -hmm. only. Once you get there to that point, Whether whatever amount of time it takes. Um, And I think that highly depends on your practice. But once you get to that point of mindfulness where you're focused on your breathing only. What your body is doing psychologically is it's releasing some of the cellular data that has been downloading in your brain. And it's releasing it to the wind. You're not focusing on those things anymore. So those rampant thoughts that were in your mind that kept controlling everything you did. They get a break for a second. And what that does is it gives the opportunity for your body to create new cells, new cellular life, while you're focusing on your breathing. I'm telling you to focus on your breathing because you're breathing in with a deep breath, inhale, slowly exhale. I'm telling you to breathe. You're focused on every breath that you inhale and every breath that you exhale. That's your only focus. That is bringing new cellular life into your body. So it's decreasing some of the stress that you once had, while it's also shifting your thoughts. So it's a holistic way of you redirecting your energy from what you once were on to a whole new space. That's why when people wake up from deep relaxation, they feel better. Mhm.
0: Like so much lighter, right?
1: Yeah. Now. Man, that this is so. I guess
2: mindfulness would be meditation. It's almost yeah. a, It's
1: a. It's or is it? That's what I was
0: thinking.
2: It's right? almost it a meditative like state, but mm-hmm. mindfulness is also something where, like I said, journaling could be considered a form of mindfulness. You know, okay. the the coloring books.
0: Oh, yeah. I you know, no, no, uh, okay. yeah, yeah. can't remember the name of
2: them. Mm-hmm. But yeah, those coloring books that you know you just color in different patterns mm-hmm. and you don't really care where it goes. You're just trying to stay between the lines and make it pretty. It like increases- it, it It increases your focus, but uh, the meditative state that I just spoke to you, that that's more of a holistic realm of mindfulness, like taking your ste- yourself out of that state of um, contradiction, whatever mm-hmm. contradiction you're in, because you don't want to be in that. You don't want to have these thoughts. You don't want to have these feelings. Mm-hmm. Let me go into a meditative state, release some of that negative energy, and invite something different. That's that's really what that is. But when you're just journaling, you're, you're, that's full self-expression, but it's not taking away it's not adding to anything Um, and then when you're coloring that's not I mean that's Mm self-expression I mean self-expression but and and, and it's kind of creating a sense of focus I'm not it's redirecting my thinking to a whole nother arena but it's not it didn't get rid of any of that like Mm -hmm. so when I'm done coloring like that very well I could pick up what I left off if I wanted to because I didn't take on any particular energy to redirect that or refocus that energy so, um, like I go play basketball all the time. And to me, that's a way of, you know, getting that energy out. But as I'm playing basketball, I'm kinda of doing one of those meditative states of, okay, so how do I respond to these feelings? How do I respond to these thoughts? when I go back to the real world. Mm -hmm. Like, I create my answer while I'm playing basketball. Now, if you're doing mindfulness and you're coloring and you find your answers while you're coloring, while you're you're trying not to think about the issues, but you're trying to think about solutions, and that's your power, fully engage in it. Why not? It works for you. You know what I'm saying? Like, everybody has to find what works for them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I will never knock anybody who finds kicking their foot in the dirt as something <laughs> that creates something beautiful for them. Like right. as long as it doesn't hurt anybody and it and it works for you, mm-hmm. then I'll be all about it.
0: Yeah. I like that. So I hope you guys learned um a lot from Mr. Chris. Um I know I I have so many things to take away from this. Um I mean it's this has been um uh, eye opener for me. Um so
1: what about you Scott? For me as well. Um, So, Chris, we do Words of Wisdom at the end of every episode, and Mm -hmm. I think, since you're our guest, um, I'd like for you to give Words of Wisdom today.
2: Really? Yeah. I feel blessed. Um, Words of Wisdom. Uh, The very first thing that comes to my mind when I think of Words of Wisdom is love yourself. Love yourself. There is no greater love than the love that you can give yourself, and I don't care how many people have have not told you they love you or have told you they loved you. If there's people in your life that have told you love them, that they love you, honor them, honor that love because they knew that you were something special when you were born. Mm -hmm. They knew that you had a sense of purpose in your living and they only want to see you be great. The people that didn't tell you they love you, man, just tell yourself how much you love you. And remember that, uh, no matter who says it or doesn't say it, you have a purpose and you have a place in this world that can't be replaced by anybody else. And God only wants to see you fulfill that. And I, the the God in me, the love in me, only wants to see you fulfill that. And I believe the love in Britain, spin only wants to see you fulfill that fully. So love yourself, love yourself, and love yourself. When you forget to love yourself, love yourself more. <laughs>
0: I love that too. Um, I guess my words of wisdom would be, and I just lost the thought as soon as I started talking, um, but I would say um, don't be afraid to um, take the first step in um, getting help um, and not care, like try not to think about so much of what other people would think of you, um, and think of how you think of yourself. And I think that you should, um, care more about what you think of yourself, um, uh, more than you do what others think about you when it comes to, um, you know, your mental health because, um, it's so important. So,
1: um, I guess my words of wisdom would be, it's Okay. Like it's okay to reach out and talk to someone if you need to. It's it's okay. Like it's okay to feel the feelings that you're feeling because I think sometimes we look at that and we may speak to someone and they make us feel a certain way or we compare ourselves to others, but mm-hmm. it's it's completely okay. Like you are perfectly imperfect. And that's kind of what I want to leave you you guys with um thank you so much chris
0: thank you chris
1: for we enjoyed this so
0: much thank this was, you this was pretty dope so um we'll catch you guys on the next episode bye guys